0: Bon Appetit Foodcast. I'm Adam Rapport. Happy almost Thanksgiving, everyone. It's the day before the big day, so hopefully you're not stuck on a freeway somewhere. Maybe you're at home prepping for the big meal. Today, I sit down with Bobby Flay, a man who probably has even more opinions and rules about Thanksgiving than I do. He hosts every year at his house, um, and he cooks the entire thing by himself for like 40-some people. It's insane. Lots of good stuff from Bobby, including, I'm going to say perhaps the best leftover idea I've ever heard. And the best mashed potato sort of concept, if you will, it's like a mashed potato volcano that he makes. It's just brilliant. Listen up, uh, enjoy it, and happy Thanksgiving, Bobby Flay. Welcome back to the cast.
1: Thank you so much. It's just called the cast now. <laughs>
0: well, you, you can call it the cast, or you can call it the pod.
1: Okay, right, exactly.
0: But enough about that. We're talking Thanksgiving, all right. My favorite day of the year is—I mean—is it really? You're just it's saying not even that close.
1: Really? Yeah, absolutely. It's the greatest American food day for sure. You get all your friends and family together. There's football. You don't have to go to work. You can drink a lot. I mean, what's better than Thanksgiving?
0: And it was my dad's favorite holiday always. And he also liked the the fact that it was a, I guess a sort of soulful, spiritual holiday, but a not religious holiday. All right. So we're going to run down how you do it. Maybe I'll disagree. Maybe mm-hmm. I will agree. But I wanna I want to sort of find out how Bobby Flay does Thanksgiving.
1: Please don't tell
0: me you do the the meal at 2 p.m.
1: No way. It takes me. Listen, Adam, I, I usually have like somewhere between 40 and 50 people in my house. Literally. So, yes. I, half of them, I don't even know who they are. <laughs> they just walk in the door. My, my Thanksgiving's have become well-known in my community. Let's put it that way. And I love Thanksgiving. I frankly do not do not know. Okay, I'm a chef. I do this every day for, for for a living. I do not know how lay people get it done. I, I, I don't know. Well, it's it's because I, I, I can barely get it done, and I do this every day.
0: I would say lay people often don't have forty people in their house, but it's it's intimidating. It's challenging. And it's why every year when we do this Thanksgiving issue, I would say it's our most advice filled oh for issue sure. because it's so much of it is about systems and operations and how do you execute the meal as
1: opposed to how do you cook the meal? Well, I spend half the day cooking, half the day entertaining. and the rest of the time, I'm on my phone walking people through their disasters in their own houses, like my friends. It's it's a bear. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, this, no, it's it, on. So let's, it's all about prioritizing and making a decision and being organized and having a focus, and that's what I do every Thanksgiving. And every Thanksgiving is different in my house in terms of the food. I pick a theme. Really? Oh, so yes. you're not you're
0: not like the type that has to cook the same however many dishes every year. No,
1: the only thing that I make sure that I do is I actually cook a traditional Thanksgiving, meaning that it's turkey and it's lots of side dishes. And there's gravy. You're always gonna have mashed and potatoes, right? And there's mashed potatoes, stuffing of some sort. Yes, but all these things will be represented, but they 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 will probably have a different flavor each year.
0: Okay, let me ask you a question. Yes. Are there collaborators,
1: or is this just Bobby doing Bobby, and I'm going to do my thing? Usually, like I'll ask my girlfriend, like, "What do you think about this idea?" It doesn't really come out of nowhere. Sometimes I'll do like an Italian version of a Thanksgiving, where I'll I'll, I'll roast the turkey with like. You know, lemons and rosemary and garlic, and you know, make like a uh, a Campari and grapefruit cranberry mm. sauce, and mm. you know, so there's cranberries, but it has the, that that Italian flair. So, so the meal is still cohesive, but it might be it would be at least a new spin on it. It's like if you know, if um, if an Italian cook came to uh, America and he had been there for a few days, and he's like, oh, I have to cook a traditional Thanksgiving. This is what I would cook. Yeah, that think about it that way. But a lot of times, I'll pick a theme, a conversation that we can have around the table about what's going on in the world's events. It's not a political conversation. And I have to say we've had a lot of really unfortunate moments in, in our country this year between, you know, Houston and Florida. Puerto and Rico. Las Vegas and Puerto Rico. I mean it just and, goes
0: and wine country. No, exactly.
1: Yeah. This year, I think what I'm gonna do is make a Puerto Rican Thanksgiving.
0: Ooh, see that would be tasty.
1: Yeah. Well first of all it would be it will be delicious. But we'll also have a conversation we get to we get to sort of um, uh, just talk about that event and the ongoing event that it is. I don't want to get sappy about this, but Thanksgiving is about giving thanks. Yes. And so I think that that's a good way to start your Thanksgiving because you're about to dive into lots of incredible food, hopefully. But right before we do that, we sort of basically toast to something. And I think that this year we'll have Puerto Rico in our minds.
0: I assume that you say some sort of grace, and then
1: do you ask for other people to say something if they want to? It's, it's open. Yeah. I don't have a table for 50. <laughs> basically, what I do is I put the f- the food out family style and plates and everything. And then people take a plate and they go basically around the, you know, usually the food is on the dining room table. Um, and then people just find places to see, either sit either at my island or, you know, on a couch or wh- where at, wherever. It's very casual um, when it comes to, to actually eating. I always say before you actually take your food, let's just have a really quick conversation about what we're thankful for people will say what they want to say but you know and we'll also bring up some of the unfortunate events that have taken place i mean
0: no that's and that's what i love about thanksgiving and getting back to that notion about it's a it's a, I do believe it's a very soulful spiritual holiday with while still being non-denominational mm-hmm. uh, and I think it's something that yeah, it can and should bring us together and oftentimes brings us together around the, the dining table which, yep. which is so often the case all right so I want to I talk about your day a little bit How long is cocktail hour because like w- what time are you eating and what time are people getting there the
1: NFL basically decides <laughs> <laughs> the NFL basically decides my uh, my time frame I, I, I will say this to you I, I, I start cooking about a day and a half out. Okay. Now I'm not gonna lie about this. I have restaurants. Yes, I've and heard so I've heard of some of them. And so I can call on my ability to say, "Hey, listen, um, can you clean um, two cases of kale for me?" Like that will take a lot of uh, time and 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 room out of your out of your kitchen. So I, I just prep everything. Um, I try to prep as many things as I can ahead of time. Sometimes I sometimes I just do it in the restaurant because I mean, how much room do you have in your apartment, right? So. It's very simple. I ordered three thirty-pound turkeys from Whole Foods. See, I would argue thirty pounds is too big for a turkey. Too like, big, why?
0: Then the breast meat gets too big. I, I don't. I don't think like, in terms of what the optimal size of a turkey is in terms of flavor and moistness and everything. I would say thirty pounds sort of exceeds that. Okay. I, I mean, I hate to tell Bobby Flay how to cook, but you no. Know. But
1: that's why we're here. We're here only because I was in my car listening to you and Andrew. <laughs> Talk about food, and there were so many things that I wanted to bash you guys on, and I couldn't pick up the phone because I realized it was a podcast. Yeah. So now you're, you're, well, now you're, you're here. G- you get a chance to crush me.
0: Yeah, so 30 pounds is too big. Also, next question. You're doing Puerto Rico. Please tell me there's an a, an alternate main course involved, like say roast pork or something.
1: Well, I might put roast pork like in the stuffing. Ooh. Or I might put roast pork in one of the vegetables. Okay. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean I, I like haven't that. I haven't done the whole menu yet in my mind, but like you know, some sort of version of mofongo, you yes, know. Yes, there's definitely yeah. plantains in there for yeah. sure. But and, and you can pair all these things with uh, you know, sweet potatoes or, or, or yams are a big part of Puerto Rican food. Um, you know, coconut milk. Do you know what yeah. coquito is? I do in our masthead
0: questions, uh, one of our employees was talking about their grandmother making a pitcher of coquito to go with some sort of cookies they were making.
1: Yeah, coquito is basically the Puerto Rican version of eggnog. Yeah, it's coconut milk. It's rum. It's ridiculous. It's so unbelievable good. <laughs> that would be for cocktail hour, or I could make a coquito flan for dessert also. Ooh, like yeah. a coquito like, pumpkin sort of dessert yeah, yeah, or yeah. something.
0: All right, but so what? All right, so what time? What time is like? Let me see this. There, I, Are you on time? Yeah, because there's—I bet there's different tiers of guests. There's like your good friends who can come no. over whenever they want, and then there's like the average guy who just got invited, to like Rappaport, like the day before. No,
1: and you would tell me like 4 p.m. or something. What happens is, I, first of all, I get up at around three o'clock in the morning, literally. I, oh yeah, because I have to get the turkeys in the oven. If you had smaller turkeys, you wouldn't have to get them in the oven so soon. That's true, (laughs) but I have a lot of people, and leftovers are important too. You have to plan for the next two days. It's not just Thanksgiving; is just not about Thanksgiving, Adam. God, it's a it's daunting. Don't invite forty people to your house. I don't
0: invite anybody; they just come.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you got all these people coming. So you're up at three a.m. That's insane. Okay, but you get them in the oven. I get them in the oven. I get the turkeys in the oven. And um, and then while they're cooking, while I'm while that's happening, then I start with like the the gravy. The gravy takes a long time, you know. I, I mean, I, to, I do it obviously from scratch. I used the drippings. I have a lot of chicken stock. Chicken stock is the key to Thanksgiving. Yes, good chicken stock, which you can also do at the restaurants and can do that done ahead. Good chicken pre- stock yeah. is the key when I and not only good chicken
0: stock, a lot of chicken stock. We wrote about that in our November issue. Like you wanted to moisten the stuffing,
1: you you got the this for me? No, I didn't. Yes, you did, dude. Have did, you met Maxine? This, Rapp- it, this, this thing have is you plagiar- made my mom before? Plagiary. Is that a word? <laughs> it's <laughs> Plagiarism. A, it's just agreeability, man. Okay. So chicken stock, hot, warm chicken warm chicken stock, yeah, and a lot and warm, of it. Hot and warm yeah. basically mean the same thing. <laughs> oh, I need to be an editor. I, I'm, I'm glad I'm here today. Warm or hot chicken stock is key, but you need a lot of it because you, you need more than you think you do. Yeah. You need three times more than you th- think you do. I
0: have a question. Go. Uh d- is it does it make a difference whether you have chicken stock versus turkey stock? No. No, basically the same thing more Just or less. good quality yeah. poultry stock. Okay, so you got a bunch of chicken stock, you got your turkeys in the oven, you're making a your gravy. How much gravy do you actually make volume wise do you think for this crowd of Never people? Never
1: enough, which is the problem. Oh, is and I weird? start I start with like literally a, like a, you know a, a couple of gallons of chicken stock and I reduce it all the way down and by the time it gets to the consistency that I want, I don't have I don't usually have as much as I want. Mm. You know what's the worst? When you don't have any leftover gravy. Yeah, that's what happens. And then
0: you're frying up like mashed potatoes, and you got no gravy to put yeah, on I that. Yeah, I know.
1: That's true. Oh man.
0: Okay, so all right, you got the you're making your gravy. You got the turkeys in the oven. Cran-
1: so then, so then I start. So like cranberries are a good thing to get out of the way because yep. you can make them even a few days ahead of time, yeah. and they're perfectly fine. I'm gonna take you to task in this magazine right now. Okay. Andrew Knowlton yeah. does not cook his cranberries. Yeah, have you ever had uncooked cranberry
0: bracing? They're yeah. bracing and nobody fresh. wants
1: that. You do because you know why? Because you have so much
0: butter and gravy and stock and cream in your meal, Bobby Clay. I, cannot... I need
1: something that cuts through all that heaviness. Wait, you're defending this uncooked cranberry sauce? You got to be kidding me! I... Cranberries are meant to be cooked. Let me explain why. Okay. Fine. First of all, their tart is conveyed. Exactly. They have natural pectin inside of them. <laughs> That you need to come out so that they pop and they become this beautiful. I'm sorry. Are you you introducing science to this discussion? Yes, as you know, I I finished tenth grade. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm bringing the noise. This is like I I could. I I was in your office going through the Thanksgiving issue and I saw this. I, I I'm thinking myself. I am not cooking my cranberries. It says, and I'm like, who's the author of this of this note? And it was Andrew Nolton. Now listen, I will tell you that Andrew is an amazing uh, restaurant critic and writer, but his cranberries are left to be desired. All right, I'm we're going to
0: we're gonna have to get him on a future cast to talk about this. All right, so He'll you, be you're trying sorry. to call from his phone. So you're, all right, you get your gravy going, you got turkey, you're cooking your cranberries. What, what do you think you're going to flavor them with this year?
1: Probably going to be sort of like a uh, a rum kind of thing. Oh, cool, like nice. rum, Like yeah. cranberries and rum and maybe a little bit of vanilla in there.
0: Would you do any sort of like cinnamon or star anise or anything, that sort I could, of
1: thing? Yeah, yeah I, I haven't really done the menu, but yeah. I, think, I think it's a good way for people to, to sort of have a focus in terms of their Thanksgiving. Pick a place that you that you really enjoy or, or, or that is important to you or you like that kind of food yeah. and flavor your, your traditional Thanksgiving dishes with it. Will
0: you, will, and I, you're a big chili guy in mm-hmm. general. Will you add some fresh chilies perhaps to give a little heat yeah.
1: to the- Oh, for sure. Like I, I like adding chilies to cranberries as yeah. well because red chilies and cranberries have a great affinity yeah. for each other. But you could also add it to the uh, to the gravy.
0: Oh, that's now. Nah, see, I don't want that because I don't, I want my gravy to be neutral. I want my gravy to be comforting. Okay. Whereas, like, I like the sweet and spicy. Spicy is a nice complement of sweet, right. like with the cranberries. Oh,
1: right, you're not getting invited to my house. <laughs> well, <I've, that> never <laughs> happened before. Okay. So why is it going to happen this year? So, so, so wait a minute. So, um, you know what adobo spice is? Yeah, like a kind of Filipino adobo yeah. chicken. Yeah, I oh, mean, sure. so like Puerto Rican uh, cuisine has their own version okay. of, of adobo, and it's a dried spice mixture. And so, like, I might rub the turkey with that. Okay, I like that. I'm thinking, like, oregano and garlic in my gravy. You don't like that? No, no, I like that. I'm down for that. Okay.
0: Let me ask you this, though. So, all right, so you got these sort of things going. Mashed potatoes are sacred to me, just because, like, I feel like I I never make mashed potatoes at home, and I'm like, except for on Thanksgiving, and I'm like, every time I make, I'm like, why don't I do this more often? I grew up having mashed potatoes and meatloaf once a week, every week, my mom, and these are the best things ever. Um, The challenge I think a lot of us face on Thanksgiving is... If you make the mashed potatoes ahead, how do you warm them up
1: again or not Perfect. try them out? Or what do, you, what, what do you do? Great question. First of all, mashed potatoes <clears throat> are literally three things. Potatoes, butter, and cream, or milk. That's, and that's why they're so good. That's it. Salt. I mean, yeah, of course. But, you know, like Joel Robuchon has basically made a living, you know, ser- serving his incredible mashed potatoes. And the reason why they're amazing is, is obviously it's all technique, but he basically puts them through a... Um, like a like a super sifter. fine sip, a sifter, yeah. you know, like the, the you sift flour in. Yeah. So it's incredibly fine and smooth and, and silky. They use
0: like a pastry paddle to push them through, sort of. Yes, thing.
1: exactly right. And then they slowly add the butter and the and the cream. Cold burn. butter, yes, correct? cold, yeah. so that it basically emulsifies in it. So you're basically eating butter with some potatoes. Yeah. So then,
0: okay, if you're, do you do that style on Thanksgiving, or what do you do?
1: I do a version of that, but I like black pepper and uh, and green onions in my mashed potatoes. Sauteed green onions? Or? No. What? Yeah, just fold it in cuz they cuz they steam in the potatoes. They're great. Did
0: you ever go to cooking school? Do you know what you're doing? Oh my like God. <laughs> like who puts you brought me up here to crush me. <laughs> okay, but my question is, I, but again, so that sounds delicious. Like I said that the, the nice the onions cut through the fat. Um but if, if you're making those hours ahead, how do you keep them warm or how do you reheat them or how do they not dry out? What do you, what do you do for that on that front?
1: Okay, so once you so you make the potatoes, you put mm-hmm. everything in there, and then you cover them and put it in a Ben Marie, which is basically a um, you know a pot with some water that's uh, warm, and then you submerge the potatoes in like a metal container. The water is actually surrounding the container, yeah. and you cover them. Now, what I will tell you is that no matter what, they're going to thicken up. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so that all you do is have some scalded milk nearby and just add it. But once you add the milk, you're gonna thin out the potatoes to the consistency. You then have to reseason them. Wow. Because you're diluting the salt and pepper. And you're doing that right before you serve them. Right before you serve them. But you can hold them for like hours.
0: Yeah. That's the key. Okay, so. Don't, don't tell me you forget to eat breakfast.
1: I don't eat breakfast. How can I eat breakfast? I'm cooking Thanksgiving you, you dinner. Got, it's a long day. You got to fuel up, bro. What do you think I'm gonna st- like? I have like first of all, I'm knee deep in stuffing and gravy and turkey and cranberries and sweet potatoes. I'm worried potatoes. about you. Yeah, I'm. Ne- I'm not gonna stop to make an egg sandwich. I, <laughs> what do you? Did you get? Uh, did you order a bagel or something? No, like? uh, I'm tasting all day. Adam. Oh my god. Okay. I mean, you did
0: know, you make yourself a pot of coffee at least?
1: Yes, I yes, make. Okay. I'll make myself a coffee, but like, I'm literally tasting. Like, tons of potatoes and sweet potatoes yeah. and stuffing all morning long. I'm full. Let me ask you this. When you're at home, like, you always see, like, the
0: professional chefs with their little tasting spoons and yes. little buckets. You don't do that at home. You just have, like, one spoon. You taste everything with the same spoon, right?
1: No, I have tons of tasting spoons. No, you don't. You, I, it's because it's just you. So what? So what?
0: Oh, gosh. He's, like, he's only saying this because he's on the No, air. it's
1: not the truth. I mean, I, I just did, I just did a, a photo shoot for the Food Network yesterday. And they were—they they actually said to me, like, in my kitchen. And yeah. they said, "Explain to me, like, what's important to you." I said, "Well, I set this kitchen up like I'm cooking in, a res- in my restaurant, and and it's really important for us to have things at arm's length—wooden spoons, spatulas, tasting spoons—they're all right next to my stove. You're
0: knee deep in all this stuff. I love guests at Thanksgiving because they are—you share the experience. They're fun. Guests also get in the way. So when do you allow your guests to come to the house? Because I know you don't want them up in your business when you're trying to do of No, I don't cooking.
1: let people come early. I lock the door. Until? Until I tell them to come. So so basically, I want to make sure like, that the first game is over. The first game starts at 12.30. Yep, East Coast so, time. Yeah, so by like 3.30, quarter to 4, I tell people to come over. Okay, that's a fair time. Yeah. Yes, and I usually put something out for um, them to, to nosh on. It might be like some pumpkin soup. That they can self serve themselves. It's like oh, in a, a in a soup thing. Keeps it hot thing. Yes, and I put the garnishes next to it, so there might be some pomegranates and like some cinnamon creme fresh next to it or something. Some toasted pumpkin cinnamon, seeds.
0: Cinnamon creme fresh. Oh,
1: it's the best. I assign every single guest. That's what it's guys, because they always say, like, "Oh, Bobby, what can I bring?" No, they all bring the same thing. I don't want 15 pumpkin pies. No, they bring one of two categories. Okay, a bottle of wine. Do you tell them what kind? I tell them white or red. That's it. Yes. They will show their love for me by what they bring. <laughs> okay, so you either a red or white bottle of wine or dessert. Now, I don't make dessert.
0: But, but you just said you don't want to bring in pumpkin pie.
1: No, I oh. don't want 15 of them. So oh. I'll say, Adam, I'd like you to bring dessert. How do you feel about that? No problem, Bobby. I say,
0: Bob, I make a really good chocolate pecan pie. Can you put me down for that?
1: Perfect. So you, So you have chocolate covered.
0: Chocolate pecan, more pecan. So it's more pecan okay. with a suggestion of chocolate.
1: You're, you're a, you have the nut dessert covered. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Somebody will say, "What could I, what can I make?" All right, make a pumpkin bread pudding or make a pumpkin pie. Ooh, make some bread pudding. Oh, not so that. good, yeah. so good. Or a fruit dessert yeah. or whatever it is. As the person who's hosting, it really helps a lot if somebody brings the liquor and the desserts.
0: Yes. And I, question: Are you writing this all down? Who's bringing what? Or are a 100. Yeah, yeah. This is this you is a list. military precision. Yeah.
1: And I make lists on my cabinets. Based on prep list, so I just cross things off as I go along. My friend Judy Wong does that,
0: and anytime I have dinner at her house, she's got like the recipes, everything she's making, taped to her cabinets at eye level, and just crossing it off as she goes. That, yeah, and that's a big help for any big dinner party. Um, as you know, Bobby, because you run restaurants and stuff, and in this day, this day and age, everyone's got some sort of allergy or something. Do you pay attention to that or you're just like, I'm going to put out so much food, everyone can find something to
1: eat? The only thing I pay, I don't pay attention to gluten allergies for Thanksgiving because mm-hmm. it's really hard. Here's the thing. I think the most important thing about Thanksgiving is that you make a lot of things. Exactly. So that it's bountiful. And I don't plate the dish. So it's not like, here's your turkey, here's your... I mean, we do that at Bar American for people that come in for Thanksgiving. But at my house, it's all family style. So, like, if you happen to be allergic to Brussels sprouts, or you just don't like Brussels sprouts... I don't think anyone's actually allergic to Brussels sprouts. Well, I'm just saying. You never know. (laughs) But Um, if you have a nut allergy, so then don't don't eat my pecan pie. Exactly right. The importance is the abundance of what you're serving. Okay.
0: So people come. They show up around 4 o'clock. Cowboys, Packers or whatever is on at the four o'clock game. You want them to eat something, but you don't want them to eat too much before the big meal.
1: Right. So, I also like to make cranberry martinis to start.
0: But how do you you can't make cranberry martinis for 40 people. Are you making a are you batching make a them? Ba- oh, absolutely. Batch them is always a good move. Okay, what about the chef? When does the chef start drinking? Because it's a long day for the chef. Three A.M. No, stop.
1: You come on. I start I have like one drink when my guests have all sort of assembled. Mm-hmm. But I need to stay you know, slightly coherent. So you're like, not drinking until 4 p.m.? I, I start drinking when all the food's out. Oh, interesting. So you're like, my work is mo- more or less done here. Yes, because I'm really, t- honestly, I'm really tired by that point. I've been up for like 12 or 13 hours. You don't, take,
0: you don't take a disco nap before the guests I come would, over? No.
1: I never have enough time. It's, wow. it's, it's, a, it's a bear. Do you allow guests to come help you in the kitchen? No. And I'll tell you why. Because I love having my guests come over and help me, not on Thanksgiving. There's just too much to do because you have like me going. Hey, Bobby, why are why are you putting cinnamon in the creme fraiche? Yeah. Well, <laughs> the only thing I'll have people do is when I'm when, when I'm actually putting out the food, I'll just grab a couple of people and just say, "When I take this out of the oven, can you just take this off and put it over on the table that we're you know so so they're and helping use, me and use potholders. Yes, exactly. They're actually helping me move the food, but in terms of like. Are they mandolining sweet potatoes? No.
0: Okay. So the meal is coming together. The guests are hanging out, milling about, drinking the cranberry martinis. The game is on on a television here or there. So a turkey that large probably has to rest for like an hour, right? At least. Yeah.
1: I make three of them. All right. Yeah, no, I heard that. I heard that before. And I I also butcher. So here's the deal. (laughs) I do it Bon Appetit style. So I have two turkeys. Okay. All three are roasted. Two of them I butcher. I break down. So I take the whole breast off, then slice the breast. Then I take all the dark meat off the bone, except for the leg. I roast them whole for a a long period of time until the breasts are completely done. Okay. When the breasts are done, I take them out of the oven, and I take the legs off, and I braise the legs more. So basically what my guests get is the breast with the skin on, nice and crispy, sort of sliced and laid out. Fanned out. out. Yes, exactly. Beautiful. And then they get... In another container, all the dark meat, it's completely off the bone and skinless. Mm, nice. It's amazing. And then I put the legs in there because some people like to yeah, be yeah. king, yeah, whatever. whatever. The Renaissance and, fair. Yes, exactly. The third turkey, I just leave whole roasted and I put it on my on my kitchen counter as a, as a beauty turkey. Nice. And, and then that, I use that for, uh, for leftovers. leftovers. Do you
0: carve both turkeys at the same time or do you carve one, put it out, then carve the Before my guests get there, they're carved. What? Yes. See, I don't. All right, I'm really confused. Why are you confused? What, how do they stay warm if you're not eating for another hour and a half? Adam,
1: you take a you take a 30-pound turkey out of the oven. Yes, it, it, it's 90 minutes before you can cut into it.
0: Yes, but they're not carved when the guests get there. They're you're, carved. I'm, I'm really confused. But then once they're carved, aren't they going to get cold?
1: No, because I put. That's why you have chicken stock. Oh, so
0: you're pouring the warm chicken. Warm
1: or hot chicken stock? And are you cut? Do you cover the meat? Yes, for a while? you cover it.
0: Oh, this is wow! This is really blowing my
1: mind. I crisp up the the skin on the breast in the oven with a little chicken stock in the bottom, so it creates a little steam and then crispy skin. Are you just passing out like it soon as
0: the meal's over, or do you got a lot of people at your house? Th- you can't just kick them out.
1: Oh, I go to sleep, yeah, <laughs> right on the couch. <laughs> just but usually there's four other people sleeping with me. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, it's like it, Thanksgiving is rough. I mean, it sounds rough, man. <laughs> it's it's rough. I mean, you know, it's a lot of work, but also you believe in the tryptophan thing that it knocks oh, people tri- out.
0: Mm, you know what? You know what the tryptophan is? It's called bourbon, and you—if most people <laughs> have been drinking it since 4 p.m. and eating in you know, like four pounds
1: of mashed potatoes and stuffing and turkey, like yeah, of course you're going to be tired. I mean, I get through the four o'clock game, but then there's always an 8:30 game, yeah, and that, I, but that's a new thing. That didn't used
0: to be. No, it's you new. Know? It's that's like the, th- last, the last five years, years. Yeah. 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 I I, I'll, I never make that. You pass out eventually. You wake up. The house is nice and clean. You maybe, I don't know, go for a run or something the day after. You do something active, and then you're like, oh, you know what I'm doing? I'm going to make myself a leftover turkey sandwich now.
1: Katie Lee, who was at my house last year, literally called me at 8 o'clock the next morning, and she's like, what time are the leftovers? Oh, my God. And I said, seriously? You should have hung up on her. She's like, no, what time are the leftovers? I said, come over around noon. And I made her... Brussels sprout, and turkey nachos.
0: Whoa. whoa, whoa wait. So, like, so you would shave a Brussels? Like, Explain that to me. So, yeah. I had
1: leftover Brussels sprouts okay. roasted, so I sliced them really thinly. Perhaps a chiffonade? No, not a chiffonade. <laughs> just a slice, but thanks. <laughs> thanks for showing your, your acumen. Bobby, Bobby never went to cooking school, by the way. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> did you really? What are you talking about? I was in the very first class of the French Culinary Institute. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I
0: forget not graduating high school and going to cooking school. It's I get not the, the same thing. Up. Yeah,
1: I did have to get my GED diploma to go to school. Oh, that's cool. Anyway, roasted turkey, obviously, that I, you know, turkey, like the dark turkey meat, yeah. like the carnitas kind yep. of thing. And then one of the things I made last year was a green chili queso sauce for the mashed potatoes. This is one of the sickest. Whoa, recipes wait, wait wait, ever. wait, 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 wait. Explain Wait. Sweet. So, so you make mashed potatoes. Okay. And so they're nice and smooth. Yep. And you get a big giant bowl and then you put a big well in the middle of the mashed potatoes. you with me? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Then I make a queso sauce, which is basically a cheese sauce. Like using Velveeta? Or no, not know? Velveeta. Okay, I make so- a bejamel. Okay. It's you know flour and butter yep. and milk. And then I fold in lots of Monterey Jack and white cheddar cheese. Okay. And then- As I if you were
0: making mac and cheese. That's right. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then I throw in a whole bunch of roasted poblanos, green chilies into there, so it's a, it's a green yeah, yeah, chili yeah, queso yeah. sauce. Then I take that sauce and I put it in the middle of the Whoa. well of the mashed potatoes. So when people take it, they take a little of mashed potatoes, a little of the queso sauce, that, it's a sick recipe. So I take some of the queso sauce and I, and I spread it over the, over the crispy tortillas with the oh, turkey and, yes. then the, and then the sliced Brussels sprouts. We wow. ate them at my kitchen counter the day after Thanksgiving last year for like three hours. Jeez, it was please. crazy. Yeah, I mean, listen—a turkey's a leftover turkey sandwich is hard to beat. I mean, but sometimes. What's your?
0: Before we let you go, what's your what's your basic leftover turkey sandwich uh, policy?
1: My policy is that I want whole wheat bread toasted, okay, thick cut. Mm-hmm. I want some cranberry sauce cooked. <laughs> could you imagine? Seriously, <laughs> could you imagine a, an uncooked cranberry sauce on a turkey sandwich? <gasps> I don't think so, Andrew Knowlton. Here's the thing: as a chef, we love giving the critics a hard time this is like <laughs> i'll never get a good review from him again but that's it it's Just over too easy
0: exactly. all right so all right so thick cut toasted whole wheat bread yes toasted
1: then i put a little mayonnaise a little mayonnaise yeah i put i make i make like a, i can make like a cranberry mayonnaise okay some gravy the turkey's warm is the gravy so, so you're warming up the gravy oh absolutely warming up the turkey and the gravy oh okay do you, I don't do ex- you have a preference between dark and white for the sandwich I use both. Okay. You want the slices to kind of get to the edges of the of of the sandwich, and then you want. I like dark meat in general, so I I just so I want more of that. You've got
0: some of the shredded sort of stuff on top of the slice, bathing in the gravy. I do put some stuffing on top. Mm, Wow! So no greenery of any sort. Zero. All right, Bobby Flay. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Bon Appetit Foodcast is produced by Carrie Polis and produced and edited by Emma Wortsman. Our theme music is by Valerie and the Grady's with additional music by Nathaniel Wortsman. We have new episodes every Wednesday and if you want to tell us about this or any other episode, email us at bonappetitfoodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.